I'm Emanuela. Hello, I'm Rosa. I'm Victor. Hello, I'm Miriam. And you're listening to Safe Spaces. You're listening to Safe Spaces. Okay. It's nice to meet you. Too. Surprising. Surprising? <laughs> it's sure. Why is it surprising? Well, impromptu. <laughs> yes, some of the night. Um, so I was going to say some of, some of the best things that happen actually happen out of the blues. Yes. So I think it's a good thing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. First name. If Dave. You Dave. Yeah. You're an instrumentalist. Yes. You play... Keyboards. I play drums. I play guitar. But mainly I, I'm a singer. Okay. Do you I'm, still sing? Of course. Okay. This has been my life. You know, this is what I've been living on. So you've lived several places, I guess. Musicians don't typically don't stay in one place. Of course, of course. So you've been in many places. Of course, many places. How long have you been playing guitar? Guitar. Wonderful. <laughs> Since in the 60s. I grew up all my life as a musician. How did that happen? Well, by coincidence or something. I'm, I, I'm a prince, really. But as my father died when I said from, from three... I opted into music because what I emphasized didn't actually occur to me in real life. So I just chose to... What were you hoping for other than music? Well, to progress, keep on my, my school. I, must. I mean, if you went to school, what did you want to be other than a musician? Well, uh, I didn't know, but I was a fine artist. I had a first class grades, um, first class award when I was in the secondary school. Finance. For art? Yes, finance. Okay, so you were thinking that was in your future? Yes. Why didn't you do that? Well, my father died when I was in Form 3, so everything turned upside down. The only solace I could have was in music, and I already I was an instrumentalist. And in school, it was a, it was a missionary school. The lecturer of Phil, Mr. Dacom Sean, I don't know if you know him. He was a chemistry teacher. Okay. He said, this boy is actually talented and despite the fact that missionaries don't allow music in the school, but I personally allow this boy to perform. I gathered out a boys' brigade uh, band What school was this? Kindry. Okay, what year? 69. <laughs> 69? Yeah, from 67 to 71. Okay. Yes. So in Form 3, I formed a group called the Casinos. The Casinos? Yes. Interesting the, name. The Unbeatable Casinos. So we were performing. So end of terms, end of years, you know, we were invited, we performed for the students, and it was great. It's really great. So from there, professional groups from jobs here, used to invite me to come and play for them. I played keyboards, guitar, and drums. 69, 70, 71, when I passed out. Yes. Okay, so how did you go from, from, did you go back to school or you just kept on with the music? No, I went back to school till I graduated in Form 5, 71. So from there, I saw that job was not easily to come by. So I just continued in my music. Professional ones were hiring me. I played with uh, Uro Rock Group. Which one is that? Uro Rock Group. It okay. was, you know, somebody from Jimmy Asanatu. 
He owned the band. He Nigeria? Yes, in Nigeria. In Rokoba here. Here in Jos? Yes. Okay. He employed me, so I played with him. After some time, uh, the cactus employed me. I played with them. Secondly, the uh, second battalion band employed me. The 32 All brigades. In yes, 32 brigades. You know, because I was just, you know, finishing you just kept my, at it. Yes, I was just finishing my secondary school. So I was just, just jumping from group to group. So that you had the brief. energy. Yes. So they employed me. I played with them. So the advantage I had was I could play drums, I could play bass, I could play guitar, rhythm. And then I'm a singer, you know. So gradually, when I had an accident, I couldn't hang the guitar again. So I went to keyboards. I started playing keyboard. And that is my major instrument up to today. You still play? Yes. You play in church? No. Where do you play? Professional. I'm a professional. So till today you get called for professional gigs? Well, of course. Well, that's nice. And you get paid for it? Of course. Even now I have an engagement in, at, uh, in Abuja, Karo. I'm waiting for when they will give me the green light to come and perform. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. You you mentioned that you've played with the likes of Jimmy Cliff and Fela. Of course. I want to hear those stories. Okay. Of course I want to hear. <laughs> I want to you see, hear. you know, when I was in that secondary school, I played with Uru Rock Band, which is the Jimmy Asanatu. Gradually, I went to Kano. I went to Kano and I played with Ringo Starr, you know. Ringo Starr was in town? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was playing with him for some time. When I came back to Joss, I met Sahara All-Stars Band. I don't know if you know of Sahara All-Stars. No, I do not. Okay, they they were a great group. Okay. Internationally acclaimed Sahara Sahara All-Stars. Yes. So I was their singer and rhythmist, rhythm guitarist. So we hosted Jimmy Cliff. You hosted him what year? Uh, in the seventies. Okay. Yes. I don't know which year Jimmy Cliff. Have. Where did he play in Nigeria that year? Here in Jersey, played at Plateau Hotel. Okay. Yes. But we practiced for about two weeks with his boys before before you could go on stage yeah, of course before could, could go on stage what was that like well it was great it was nice playing with them of course so jimmy cliff you know noticed me and he wanted to take me along but uh, the band leader such ayo refused yes he refused band leader which band leader band leader such ayo the band leader of sahara sahara also. here in Jos. yes because you were his person of course yes so I, no i was his Yes, you know, I was his, his uh, employee. Employee, yes, yes, of course. That's why he didn't want. He, that's why he didn't he want didn't to leave want to lose me. And of course, naturally, Jimmy wouldn't want to get in any personal. Of course, problems. so he just kept up to skip that. Yes, you know. So gradually, we played, but most of the time, we, that Sahara, that fella, that time was just coming up. So anytime he comes to the north, it was with the Sahara that will host him and. You know, taking to places we played in Jos, we played in Kaduna, we played in Kano together. Yeah. We were always, you know. What was he like? Oh, I'm now I'm asking about personalities. Very briefly, what was, what was Jimmy Cliff like, and what was Fela like? Just hanging around him the oh, times yes. you had to play with him. Oh yes, you see, what I noticed was uh, we also played with uh, Epitombe. They were a South African group based in London. Okay, you know when we played, they're with, called Epitombe. Epitombe. Okay. Yes. So when we played with them, I noticed one thing. 
one thing in common is that, you see, both Fela and Jimmy Cliff, truly they were as humble as primary school students. Yes, yes. they were simple people. Very, very, extremely simple. You wouldn't expect, you know, such great people to be as humble as that. The South African group also, Epitombi, they were also like that. Yes. They were like angels on earth. They were nice. Terribly nice. I also came across Jimmy Cliff. It was like that. Fela too, all his gra if you meet Fela in person, he was as humble as a primary school student. But he didn't seem like a very timid person. His personality didn't come across as timid. He was not timid. But he was humble. He was extremely ex intelligent, but he is extremely humble at the same time. Can you give one scenario to describe what you're trying to say so I can have an idea? Just give one scenario of something that happened that made you feel like, oh, this guy is really humble. Well, you know, when we're playing, we're, we're all musicians, including the fella. Yeah. So when we're all together, if he makes his sound like this, means he, he needs Indian's hemp. He needs what? If he puts In a peace sign up, he needs what? Indian hemp. Oh, okay, yeah, the peace sign. Basically, you need something. <laughs> okay, so who would serve? There's somebody who molds for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had, he had, he went. Yes. He had there's somebody some, who was employed basically to, to roll. Mold. Yes, and there's somebody who used to stock it for him. There's somebody who's. He to took pass his weed very seriously. Yes, he, there's somebody who was to pass it to him. Yeah, you see, course. but in all this time, he would be extremely quiet. He only expresses himself when time needs that. When the time comes for him to speak out, he speaks. But Otherwise, he doesn't, he doesn't like to talk he too much. Speak. He doesn't like to speak too much. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, he doesn't like to speak too much. He only speaks when it is necessary. So he wasn't a playful person too much. He seems a little playful to me. No, he was no, he was jovial, down to earth. Yes. But he didn't always feel up to talking. No, he didn't. Nice. So just to give cue, one, two, yes, three. Start from it. here, start from here. Yes. Oh yeah, let's go. No, do that again. That's it. <laughs> After that, he had nothing to do with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fun guy. Um, Jimmy Cliff. Jimmy Cliff. One interesting story. Yes. Jimmy Cliff was very, very humble. And throughout the time we were together, he was always with a, a reverend sister with a Bible, really? quoting quotations from the Bible for him. Yes. While he was working? Of course. You know, at his spare Wait, I'm, time. I'm, I'm trying to understand. You're saying every time you were practicing, there was a reverend sister around. Yes. So she talks to him when he takes breaks? Yes, when he takes breaks, when he's alone. What was she telling him? I don't know much. I cannot say much about that, but he was always there with the reverend sister and always putting quotations from the Bible. Interesting. That's true. That's how well, Jimmy Well, Cliff. yeah, of course. Okay. That sounds... I mean, they did do a lot of spiritual type lyrics with their music, so that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Well, well something like that. What, what's have, the one thing? What, of all the moments you've had playing with all of these people yes. if you think of, if you think back on all the bands you've played with and all the people you have played with which one moment on stage would you go back to over and over again that you will never forget well I'll go back to Fela I'll go back to Jimmy Cliff and uh, somehow somehow I might 
Man is Epitombe. The South African band. Yes. There's something you're not telling me about Epitombe. There's something you're not saying because, no. but they seem to be like your least favorite of the three. No, Epitombe, they were, in fact, all of them, they were plenty in number. As far as I can remember, yes, they were plenty in number. But they were all very humble. As humble. In fact, that was when I started imagining that they were angels on earth. You know, somebody would have thought, though. I mean, I can understand that fella being a Nigerian, you feel of, I mean, you can understand and relate to him on that cultural level as Nigerian as you are. Mm. Um, Jamaica, for instance, is Jamaica. So, yes. I mean, Jamaica, thinking about it geographically, seems a little more distant than your South African oh, yes. brothers. Oh, but yes. you seem to have had more fun. Maybe because it was more personal, it was a smaller band? No, not that. So what was it? Well, I cannot say exactly, but uh, you see Fela with uh, Harry Kitchener, that is uh, Kitchener, that's Mighty Sparrow. These people are always, because I was too young that time, these people were far, far more mature than me. I only happened to be among them. I was in my teens or early 20s, yes. but these people were already 40s and 50s. Yes. I was only opportunity. You to were be. seeing them at their peak. Of the course. Crime. One thing I noticed about everything that, to sum it all, you see, we were playing the same thing. Then I noticed that. So that thing that kept them internationally acclaimed is just the publicity, the journalists behind them. The same thing. You knew the same skills. Yes, yes, of course. When we played at. You need the same techniques. Yes. When we played with Fela one time at Content Club, Kaduna, we were to play Jam Session. That is not constructed music. Just play your instruments. Yes, just jam. Just jam. Yeah. So we notice that till the half, till we reach the end. Uh, I mean, half of the, the you know the this the, the track, fella couldn't even pick up his keys. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure. This fella that is so great, he couldn't pick up. Yeah, you people are. You people are. How do I say? You people are the gangster players now. You're the streets. You people are ever ready. You're yes, there, you're yes, anywhere, but yes. Is, you're ready to your good yes. to go. So, yeah. Fela couldn't even pick up till we reached almost half of the track before he managed to, to you know, tag along. Yes, to that normalize. That So, and I noticed that. So, this fella was so great. So, he cannot even cope with this. So, I noticed that it was just when he constructed a thing, he got to the studio. That he is, knows how to compose. He knows how to, yes, to arrange. Make his work perfect yes. and pass through his studio. Yes. Not everybody made, was made for impromptu of course, music. Of course. Yeah. You see. So I noticed that it was only publicity that made them great. But the work, the hard work itself. The ability to fit into yes, any situation yes. and to adapt. That's it. Life. It was just the same. Yeah. No difference. Yeah. And I noticed that the instruments I played, yeah. the keys I used to play, what I was taught in music is the same thing that they play. Of course, it's universal. There's, there's nothing changed. So I noticed that uh, it's only the publicity that, that made the difference. Much different. Yes. 
of course. And other skills, of course, like his writing skills and his, yeah, maybe arrangement and composition. You could do that as well. And I'm sure a lot of musicians could do that. But then there was also his lyrical skills, of Of course, course. and his skills with composition. But but there were things where you feel like you probably had the advantage over him, which is normal. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. You know? You know, now that I think about it, Fena hardly ever played something that didn't seem um, scripted on stage. Like, yeah, sometimes he was impulsive when he's on stage and play, but most of the time he's not playing the guitar. Most of the time no. he's singing and doing yes, the yes. Uh-huh, and just making sure the, that the, uh, the music is played as it was arranged. That's it. He only uh-huh. played the sax. And, you know, playing the, what do they call them? The inst- what do they call them? The saxophone. And no, the... what they call the person who curates the music who tells who when to come on and who conductor. the conductor so yes. basically a lot of the time he was either singing and doubling as a conductor yes. he wasn't playing a lot of the time on of stage course. yes of so course. that makes sense that's it yeah that's how fella was just thinking about music how it was then and how how it is now what do you wish was different no a lot of things a lot you see people t- today look up to music with people who come who come on screen and mine, but you don't see musicians at the background. Oh, yes, but now these days, um, even the youngsters now <coughs> are appreciating live music more. So they used to make fun of them because they would do DJ track one, DJ track two, but then slowly they, they, them two face, and then eventually Whiskey yes. and the rest of them, they, they've taken up to them, they've warmed up to live music. Yes. Well, so a lot of them appreciate yes. that now. But I'll remind, uh, remember to tell you one thing. Last time when we had a meeting of all musicians, you know, in the north. I want musicians. I said, now we're getting into an era where musicians from then on, they are going to be very, very disadvantaged because we used to go through music as apprentice musicians. Through the rudimentary. Yes. I, I, I think that one mistake also, and something that people forget is there's a difference between an artist well, yeah, it shouldn't be, but there's a difference between a singer and a musician. Yes. There's a difference between an entertainer and a singer or musician. Yes. And that's the dif- difference we fail to make a lot of the time. That is true. Yes. You see, so a lot of people here are entertainers. Not not all of them are even singers, let alone musicians. That's it. That's yes. the ex- exact thing what I wanted to point out. You want more musicians. Yes. I wanted musicians to be, you know, on the track as apprentice musicians. So why aren't you teaching other people to play guitar and keyboard? Well, they're all lazy. They're lazy? I I term it as lazy because they have found a a very soft, you know... Landing. Uh Everything is easy. Yes, they just go to the studio and then you plan your thing on the keyboard and then you teach them how to sing a little, you cue them, and then they're singers. But in those days, it's not like that. I remember when we went to the studio school van for every single mistake. We, so we could have played two minutes, 30 seconds out of a two minute, 40 second song. If one person misses a note, one person, yes. we have to start all over again. Of course, that's just what every I part, mean. We have to start everything that's all exactly over again. I mean. that's that was it. so tedious. Yes. You see, so musicians of today, you know, just, just go to the studio, they get back up, you know, and it's then easier they now. groom them and then, you know, pass them listening through the studio. Are you saying you don't enjoy what you hear coming out of the studios now? I don't even listen to it because well, some of it is actually pretty good. Very few. Yeah, not very, as many very as few. You would like. Of course, for me, who has come out through a very ridiculous, you know, 
Uh, yes, I I listen to selected music because I've gone through it in a hard way. Yeah. So only what is, is you can really, value every note. You can uh, value every move. That's it. Yes. So when those things just have that those values that I love to hear, I will not listen to. Well, it. what I think is maybe these days it's more about the entertainment than it is about the music. Yes. Even though some people are trying to fuse the two. Yes. But for a lot of artists, it's really more about the entertainment value. That's it. You know what they do today is, you know, just concoct anything. If you listen to today's music, there's no harmony. There's no melody much in it. There's only hard beating. And then video and then uh, choreography. So you're not something. bamboozled. That you're not does, impressed. That's not, does not <laughs> There's nothing to listen to me. Do I just watch the screen? If this is the screen, I've watched so many lady singers perform on stage, choreographers perform choreographic work, you know. So I, uh, that does not impress me that much. Well, thank you, Mr. Dave, for your time. Thank you very much. And I'm very happy you were happy to talk to me about yeah. this. Thank you. Hi, I am Godwin Asukwo. You're listening to Safe Spaces.